0: Happy uh, Critics' Choice Awards today, guys.
1: I thought you were going to say Happy New Year.
0: Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing it up is that it's um, because I'm sort of like rooting for Rami. Get it out, out of the way mm-hmm. off the top. Yeah. And it's so weird because it's just up the street from our house. Barker Hangar is just up the street from our house. And this is kind of like something that came up recently, like somebody's like inviting me to go, you know, to a and a for something that I'd be interested in, you know. And if it's more than, you know, literally across the street from me, I'm probably going to skip it. Because <laughs> 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 I was just thinking, you know, I, if I wanted to see some of these motherfuckers, I'd just go to Venice you know, and shop in stores that I don't have money for. Mm, that's me. So it's literally up the street. We're watching the red carpet over at CW and complaining about a certain person who works at a certain station that should not have the job that he has. But happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year from Ashland Podcast <laughs> <laughs> and peace. So uh, Ashland, Ashland, Ashland. <laughs> uh, how uh, how are you guys doing in 2019? How is it treating you?
2: Oh, you know, just really sticking to my
0: resolutions (laughs) (laughs) i texted him yesterday i was like i was gonna like eat right i was texting andre because i live with ian i was texting him like you know i'm doing i I was gonna like exercise and eat really healthy and be a vegetarian and here i am in bed it was like 11 o'clock in bed watching floribama shore eating a bacon cheeseburger (laughs) like yeah sure I'll get to it eventually, though. I'll try to be fabulous. Yeah, it's
1: still it's still New Year's. I mean, it's like nobody really has 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 done anything. It's this is still, why
0: this is why know. I love you. One of the it's a million reasons why I love you, and but one of the reasons I truly, truly tre- treasure my uh, my dude here is that he's like, I'll just be like feeling really, really bad about like not hitting any goals or doing anything. He's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're great. Yeah. You know, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. It's fine. Nobody's back yet. You know, get yourself someone like that. I'm just saying, someone who he's not an enabler of my failure. I'm not saying that. Like we do challenge each other, but he's just like doesn't sweat these kinds of things. He's just like, eh, "You're good." No,
1: I mean nobody literally nobody's back yet.
0: That's right. The streets are empty. You know. People are running around going to parties and stuff, and I think it is award season. So. I mean,
1: I had I what? I had two jobs, but it's it's still sort of like
0: But like not for reals.
1: Well, no, they were for reals, but it was just like, I think everyone's still, still working on getting back. Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just us.
0: I guess millionaires who make uh, makeup videos are working. Yeah. um, <laughs> And you're, and you're back and from, you're back from outer space. Uh, so Andre's back from, you're back from vacation. So you're back in school. Oh
2: yeah. Yep. Yeah. First week went pretty good. Is- yeah yeah i think it's gonna be a better semester than the last one i had um in a couple for a couple of different reasons but i'm optimistic even though my my phone's like still currently blowing up with emails about rehearsals and lesson times i'm just like okay (laughs) we just got back um no ramping into it like you guys are doing we're just full throttle i guess yeah
0: I don't know that this is a ramp. I think mine is sort of a slow, face-down roll down a muddy hill. (laughs) (laughs) There's no ramping. There's actually no upward motion to this whatsoever. But see, I've never experienced the holiday hole before. I've never taken a break around the holidays. Not really. Not ever. Like, I've always either been stressed about, thinking about, looking for... Working a gig, coming off a gig, and when you were in production, normally it's around the holidays. If you do a film toward the end of the year, you spend your Christmas going, oh... We tore the tar- the carpet up in that house that we did that film in. Oh, fuck. And you have a very angry person going, it's Christmas. You've ruined my home. Or whatever the fuck <laughs> problem you were dealing with. I mean, I think it was like... And then there was the year of, of strip clubs, the endless search of strip clubs for this director I was working with who was just trying to be like a fucking extra bitch because he didn't even want the strip club. He just wanted the office in the strip club, which I could have done in my house. Anyway, normally this time of year is fraught with... No rest for the weary. So I had never taken this much time off, mm-hmm. and I love it. The problem now is trying to get out this of is, it. Yeah. yeah, it's like trying to kick heroin or some shit. Well, it's not exactly like that. Um, but it's I find myself just kind of going yes tomorrow and tomorrow yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and, and tomorrow, and I can't do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe like by the third week of January.
0: Yeah, maybe. By February, we're all going to be <laughs> back. By July, <laughs> by my birthday. By next year. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we did do, and we're all kind of talking about this, is I watched, um, I, wa- I ripped through the Marie Kondo um, tidying up series on Netflix. A lot of people are watching that. I did what everybody else did. Normally, I'm not a lemming like this, but I, was so a I love throwing shit away. It's like my crack. I love organizing. I love throwing things yes. away. I think you do too. Yes, right? I love it. Why does it feel so good? Like like some people get get off on shopping. I find that to be a misery. I love throwing things away.
2: I love transforming like a space into like something that's like livable. Because whether we realize mm-hmm. it or not, like the space we're in like affects our mood and our emotions like so much. And that's why I'm, I'm always moving around shit. Like always buying stuff for the house, like just to make it more homey. Because like by the time I get home, I just want to sort of like. Mell just be mellow in my homey house um -hmm.
0: but like what i'm and you just moved you just moved into this space yeah we
2: did we did so we're trying to make it like as homey as possible yeah but i watched i watched the the first episode um i didn't can i talk about the the mom and dad i did not expect for us to be like going into like relationship problems like i didn't know that was gonna be a thing i was like okay yeah we got some issues to work through all right okay people stuff tell which, them what which which one which which person was this? it was the first one i just watched the first
1: episode oh, oh. the the couple you
2: with the two reminded kids
1: reminded of what happened yeah the
0: couple, yeah they I were they were I just talking remember. about like um they were the ones in lakewood yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, like the okay. husband was oh, mad. Okay. Yeah, the wife, it, got it, got
2: like, it. hired someone to do yeah. laundry. It's
0: like, I don't want to know your business. <laughs> like, damn. All of a sudden, I'm in your business. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I love how Marie Konda just ignores all that shit. She just steps into the, their, their um, basic bitch house. <laughs> Y'all white people and it's just like you know okay yeah and and here's the cool thing about Marie Kondo she got people love to make fun of Marie Kondo I made fun of Marie Kondo and never even read that book so for three years comedian friends of mine just wrote all the, the tidying up jokes does it spark joy kind of stuff and it, it bled into a lot of TV series I was watching too but then you get you get like what she's doing she's very yeah. respectful she's not telling you to throw your shit out she's not like an intervention in the intervention expert that they bring along the psychologists they bring along on hoarders yeah he was like, "Now Mary Jane, we've found the 15th, you know, horse carcass in your house. Maybe you have a problem. <laughs> also, there's your first husband. He has been dead since 1975. He just didn't go on vacation and not come back. Like though it's not like that. It's like there's no shaming involved.
2: Well, also it's like it's not like these they're not like hoarders. They're just no. a family that has a tough time like keeping stuff tidy, which I mean we all yeah. go through,
1: right?" Well, but then but you haven't seen the other episode, but there was this the Japanese one, couple. The one couple that I mean, that if if that doesn't border on hoarding, I don't know.
0: They're kind of like your parents.
1: N- they're not that bad. Your parents are not that bad? No. I, I think mean, if,
0: if they were allowed to go unfettered, I think they could go that way.
1: They my, my parents are they're, they they collect stuff M- and they're I- messy, but this, this they actually had Piles and piles and like mm-hmm. like where we have aisles that are going through. That's
0: true. I but mean, I gotta tell you,
1: like the garage. Okay, that was kind you. of bad. We got
0: the Philippines hidden in this house and every chest and nook and cranny.
1: <laughs> they ha- they have a lot of shit. That that is they true. They have a lot
0: of shit. So you didn't make it to them. But. So so the Japanese thing is not. That's not universal because <laughs> yeah. these California Japanese people are just like – she's just hoarding nutcrackers and stuff, and he's just hoarding, like, baseball, baseball cards. And, and, and she had
1: all those clothes. But
0: the, I guess that's the thing about living a, living a long time is you collect things and – i have I have a whole we all have our own stories with our shit right that's our that's our life, yeah, but
1: even like like when you moved in here before before you went through all the various massive you mean calling before I out, came in
0: here and I brought an exorcist in, yeah,
1: but I mean if you took all your clothes and put them on the bed, they wouldn't pile up to the ceiling
0: they might uh I don't know about that,
1: i mean but like I gotta that tell you lady, what I did, her, her shit just went all the way up to yeah. the ceiling to where. You couldn't even look out the back door or the window. That's, yeah, that's crazy. He, and
0: I don't want to pass any judgment on anybody. I really don't want to call any of this behavior whatever it is. I feel like we all have a different relationship to stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like because I held in storage in Bethesda, Maryland for I don't know how long, um, six years I paid for a storage unit of shit I didn't know that I had. And I drug it to California and kept it in a storage unit for another three years. This is why public storage and storage companies are very successful because people like to hang on to their shit. And going through such an emotional turmoil to get it here and to finally look at what it was and to pull it out, it like it finally something broke open inside of me and was like, Stuff, man. It's very it just it's a boat anchor for me. Mm-hmm. For other people, it's comforting. For other people, like maybe they grew up poor or maybe they had a loss or maybe this is just they love their shit. And I like this thing and that thing. They like all of their children. They like all of their sweaters. They don't want to say thank you to any of their clothes. They want to hang on to all of that That's stuff. That's Portuguese people. Me, <laughs> Portuguese like, I love your wall. I love it. All. You know, and I know people who are like that. I think for me, though, we have a small space. It's a small house. And it's not really ours. It's kind of we're living in your parents' yeah space and they've never fully moved out they just picked up their shit and moved somewhere else and they're hoarding there yeah so we had to, like we're in a situation well, I where mean, like, we're like, trying to like make a home within somebody else's storage locker that's what i feel like
1: well like they're they're like the pictures we saw of their place it's like They have a table and a chair. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's mess. It's like the kitchen's messy. They live
0: like they're in the witness protection program. But there's
1: like nothing (laughs) anywhere else. No.
0: Like they have like brand new, like they live in one of their condos. They own property there. And they live in one of their condos and like there's stuff in the kitchen piled. Yeah. Like the ferret piles that your parents do. Yeah. (gasps) Makes me crazy. There should be a place for everything. Me and Marie agree on this. And then there's their room, which is piled with their shit. And then there's just empty echoey fucking rooms in the rest of the house.
2: With, very with people. Portuguese people, they literally hold on to the weirdest things, almost. Like, the most normal things they hold on to is, like, clothes from, like, their kids. Like, from like my mom mm. probably still has, like, my baby clothes, right? And it, it's all in, like, a trash bag up in the attic. Like, it's there if we wanted to find it. Also, for some reason, I do not ask me why, but in every Portuguese household, I feel like every family has, like, a chest. Like, a really big, like... Chest that they keep somewhere in the house, and it's just full of like napkins and tablecloths and towels. Yeah. I don't know why. And I remember it as a little yeah. kid, I remember as a little kid, like there was we had one cause at the time I was living with with like uh, my cousins and my aunt and uncle because we were like between houses. We had like been in the states for like only like a year or two, and we were going to a new house. And I remember my aunt literally had the most like the most beautiful ordained. Like walnut wood, like chest. And I'm like, what is in that? And I was expecting like, like me being like six, I was like expecting like gold and jewelry, but I, I like sure. one day I like nutted up and opened it, and it was just like like towels and just like. And I asked her about it, and they were just like, well, that's just been in our family for for you know generations, yeah. and we don't want
1: to get rid of it. There's
0: that thing. Yeah, there is that.
1: Yeah. I think well,
0: your mom has stuff like that for well, the whole
1: yeah, but I don't think I don't think there's anything that's been in the family for generations. I think it's just their shit I mean, I think that they've on. collected there's some <laughs> stuff we just and you also know.
0: here's the thing too that my thing is if you keep something past a certain point it starts to mold. Most things are if it's older, it's usually made out of a more natural product than say today. Some of the this, this shit ain't ever going to go away. So if you and again getting to the other side of this, all this spike that's going on because of this Netflix series around the country, there's a spike in you know people giving their clothes away and stuff yeah. like that 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 stuff ends up in a landfill and it doesn't degrade i mean y'all should be making houses out of like people's like hot topic shirts you know oh because it doesn't break down like this material does not degrade so but the stuff that then the converse problem of that reverse problem of that is that the the older stuff that you have like i'm This is my linen closet problem. That's why this house smelled the way it did when I first came here is that the stuff made of the more natural fibers from back in the day. It molts. It it breaks down. Mm. Books break down. Mm. You know, you keep a book past a certain point, that shit actually starts to crumble and it's bad for you to breathe in. Yeah, Like this stuff becomes like a really bad health problem. When I first started dating you, like you... Had bronchitis every single fucking year.
1: That's because I never cleaned my bong water.
0: Oh, is that what that was? <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. I was I, I, Guess I was. I
0: can't blame that on I your parents. Would,
1: I mean, that was like down. Clean when your
0: I, bong water, everybody. <laughs> my shit was nasty. That's I would let my bong water go black. Clean
1: your bong That's water.
0: The, <laughs> clean your bong water. Yeah, Marie would be like, say thank you to your bong water <laughs> and put in fresh bong water.
1: You should put in. You should clear out your bong every single time you use it. That's, I think so. Wise know. words from Ian. <laughs>
0: A lot of people don't use bong. I like water bongs. I think they're nice. I, I'm not a smoker, so I find them to be less harsh than say vaping and stuff like that. What am I saying? I don't smoke pot. If I smoke pot, I end up on the roof. I haven't seen. I haven't shit.
1: smoked from a. I haven't smoked from a bong in like. Well,
0: last week <laughs> when we were cleaning out our closets, and you found some old weed.
1: I found some like I found some weed in a. It was in a um, a grinder that had been sitting in one of the fat maxes where I kept all my weed. Yeah, and we got rid of the fat maxes, and I I pulled out the grinder, and I was like, "Holy shit! There's
0: like, you
1: know, shake in here.
0: I must smoke it." <laughs> so I smoked it. My old clean bong lit. <laughs> he was so high cooking; it was awesome. He was like, "Yeah, what's up?" <laughs> Hi, Ian is very funny. Well, the funny. cool, the cool thing chatty.
1: is that I I finished the cooking before I got high.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. Because you got high one time I made adobo that was like a fucking salt oh, lick. Yeah.
1: So you can't you can't cook high.
0: Yeah. Well, some people can.
1: Some people can't, but I can't.
0: People cooking high right now. So yeah, we went through that whole thing. We we threw away a lot of your clothes because we had your previous lot a lot of the stuff that we got rid of because I'm perpetually throwing things away, culling things down. I wear my, you know, hero out like I'm like a cartoon character. Wear the same three outfits all the time. There's no <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't have like. I, I got a, rid of yeah.
1: all of the pants and all of the shorts that I know. I I just know I'm not from your use. corporate
0: days when you were somebody else. Now you are who you are. Well,
1: even even the jeans that I used to have, I yeah. just got rid of them because I know I'm not going to. I'm not going to wear them.
0: So yeah, it was like it was very refreshing. And then your first gear, the Fat Maxes, are this. Uh, they're they're rolling uh, tool like cases, toolcases, and that yeah. was your that was your first version of your sound um, like equipment
1: a utility. Yeah, that you can Utility roll now. Now you're on cart. a fucking
0: cart like a pro, and you don't need that stuff anymore. So he said bye bye, yeah, and took all that stuff away.
1: Found some weed. And
0: found some weed and you smoked it. That Shit was, was
1: it. still good too. Was it? Yeah, was it a good high. It was pretty
0: good. You got that weed before it became recreationally legal. Yeah, that I
1: bu- I bought that. I mean, it was medical. So, and when did when did the recreational go? Like La- what a few last, months ago? Oh well, yeah, last year. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Yeah, I bought this sometime early 2018.
0: All I got to tell you is that uh, the people who were stopping over to MedMen, please sponsor our podcast. Um, y'all need to get like a bootleggers driveway because on Lincoln, we're trying to get through and all these stone motherfuckers rolling up trying to get y'all weed and then you're backing up traffic on Lincoln. Yeah,
1: Their their situation is PSA, fucking ridiculous. PSA, y'all
0: work out your traffic problems over there on Lincoln. Get getting a getting fucking parking lot. Seriously hey i don't know if you guys noticed so we didn't say this at the top because it's me and i always derail these things but we're trying to do something new we decided we we're going to do a weekly podcast whose idea was this was this andre no, this is your idea idea
2: this is your idea was
0: yeah. it <laughs> speaking of people who should be you, smoking weed to make up for these lapses in memory yeah, i think
2: you were <laughs> a little tipsy i think you were watching I the was, golden yeah. Globes.
0: so i did the golden Globes. i was drunk and you were like hey when are we gonna do a podcast or something and well i asked i asked
2: what you guys were watching to see if i could like hop onto anything
0: that's right and then you were like
2: um dirty john but also i have an idea but also i'm drunk so we'll talk about it tomorrow and then like two hours (laughs) later you're like so here's the idea
0: (laughs) (laughs) because i'm still drunk i'm like you know i just i'll share it now Uh, so we're gonna try something. We do this weekly podcast and see, because uh, I mean, I get a lot of feedback. You know, not a lot. I, I get I get feedback enough where people are like, I like it when you guys talk at the end because I didn't watch that show and I'm waiting to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, they watch TV like you, Andre. Yeah. You know, they're waiting for. Um, the end of the world to watch a series. So we can't talk about mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh-huh, I am so <laughs> gonna drag you. It's like I'll watch Game of Thrones one time, maybe forever. I like, will you know, <laughs> I'll get after to George it. Martin's funeral. I sort of like episode <laughs> one. So uh this is really good. We're all like we knew this. We've been new, Andre.
2: Hey so but we I did we I did to- watch Mr. Robot eventually so you'll know I'll watch I'll watch Game of Thrones eventually.
0: When you say that he wants a participation certificate when you get to the end of season three, mm-hmm. you have watched Mr. Robot. That's like saying you're an Angelino and you've been here three years. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I have been here sixteen years and I don't even call myself an Angelino. So you have not watched Mr. Robot until you know where we are currently in the storyline. Okay. <laughs> the look I'm getting from Andre right now is like,
2: bitch. But to be fair, I st- I I'm halfway through season two and I'm still not a hundred percent sure what's going on. But I don't really care. That's okay.
0: That I is a very. It. That's a see. That's a perfect reaction. We can swing in. Th- so we're gonna do this weekly. We're gonna see how you guys feel about it. We're gonna see. You know. Um, we just, because a lot of things I'm watching, you guys don't have time, or maybe it's not your thing. And we started thinking about we all kind of are, you know, consuming different things, not just shows and movies, but like books and music. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been listening to Andre's playlist. We talked about that last time. Thank you so better than listening to fog hat going this is kind of stale yeah (laughs) do you like it do you like any songs yes i do i'm enjoying it i'm gonna get through the whole list because i like to really consume it and then on the next one i'll tell you like where i am oh great okay i'm not prepared to talk about it yet but i know that i have already have some super faves. okay cool just saying because i'm over here grandma's musical taste is like stuck so it's really and i'll share it with you so uh but we're talking about mr robot so you're you're halfway through season two yes which episode are you on
2: um literally the the last episode i watched was the big like prison twist gotcha which was funny because like i wanted to like quit because i had watching like three episodes in a row and i was gonna quit after the episode where they had like the 90s sitcom thing um Mm -hmm. which also what the fuck um and my right and my roommate was like uh we should watch one more i'm like but i want to play spider-man i was like you should watch (laughs) one more episode andre i'm like okay and then i did i was like wait what yeah
0: yeah um it was crazy I hope it holds up for you. I hope I haven't like overhyped it. No. Like my cousin, I don't think so. my cousin Tina who's like really Tina like is loves her politics and she's like she's got like 5,000, 6,000 followers on Twitter. She's all about politics. She's like not and not just like the the just off the top stuff. Like my cousin is totally into like state level, local level. Like she's she's totally involved and she's like I can't I just can't watch Mr. Robot. It's too intense. I'm like, are you kidding? What? <laughs> like <laughs> You were neck deep and like scream. She doesn't scream. She's very cool and very chill. She's you know uh-huh. just, she's a she's an old school hippie, man. But she's you know just like totally in there and passionate and like she's like, man, that shit's just way too real. I just I don't know. I'm like, you're literally <laughs> living in the walking waking nightmare that is our country right now. That's too intense for you, like. And also, Sam Ismail is your jam. Like you guys would be homies. Like she is as smart as Sam Ismail about stuff. Like she is informed yeah so that one still escapes me i don't get it tea. that's so funny i don't get it why this show is too in- intense for you but i was gonna I'll recommend a couple of things that i have seen just a real quick recommendation list because this so the weekly podcast we could talk about what we're into you guys don't necessarily have to watch it you guys out there don't have to watch it at all i mean none of this stuff mm. you have to watch but you know and, I, and i'm gonna try to be spoiler free so again sorry about that mr robot thing that just happened if you well, haven't caught up on sorry. that just ignore it uh, that didn't happen. Uh, so, try to be spoiler spoiler free. There is a wonderful documentary. Um, I, I tried to Snapchat to to you about it, Andre, because I, I don't know how Snapchat works. Isn't it just text? Anyway, um, I think I don't have enough friends for Snapchat to be a thing. I think if I was a Jenner or a Kardashian <laughs> or a Gomez or a Bieber or something, uh, you know, maybe I need Snapchat to go. Here's me taking a dump, and everybody go, wow. Uh, but like, just for a regular person. <laughs> Who's me? I'm like, to the one pe- person I know, here's what I'm doing. Uh, so the Snapchatting this to Andre was pointless, but Shirkers on Netflix uh, is something you should watch. Did I talk about Shirkers last time?
1: I think so. But oh, I, it's worth talking okay. about because I think it's getting a lot of buzz, though.
0: Uh, Sandy Tan, uh, she went to make this documentary when she was young back in, where were they? Singapore she's growing up in Singapore and it's basically like the loss of this film like how it's it's the making of the film a time in her life and it's the ninth it's the 80s i want to say in Singapore so if you haven't seen that if i'm repeating myself from last time i apologize but I have to say, I highly recommend that one. It's just, it's hypnotic the way Sandy Tan has come back around and talked about that time, who she became, what happened to the film Shirkers, and this enigmatic character uh, at the center of it, George. Gotta watch it. Another thing that I finally got around to watching, I tried to watch it, appointment watch it on AMC, and just watching anything on that hell app. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> and then Spectrum is like, need a dick. You can't watch it. The first episode's missing. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what's happening with our on-demand, but it's just like, what is the message here? Am I supposed to go to a street corner and pirate this stuff? Because you're really pissing me yeah, off. This shit's ridiculous. I pay for everything. I can see nothing. So finally waited for it to stack up and finish, and I highly recommend Lodge 49 on Hulu. At first, I was like... I don't know. I don't get it. Is it trying to be something else? It is not. It's not trying to be anything else. It just is its own thing. And I just, I find it v- to be a very uplifting series. And I highly recommend it. Paul Giamatti is a, an executive producer of it. So please check out Lodge 49. And then we finally finished Patriot, both seasons. Yeah, That is not uplifting. <laughs> But it is still, I mean, it's t- and nobody talks about Patriot. Nobody is talking about that show, and I don't know why, because it is, like, really fucking good. Yeah,
1: it's really good. It's just depressing.
0: It's a, an, an, a government spook operative who was exposed long-term to white torture. And they say this, you know, I've talked about this series before, but it's white torture, actually, it breaks you down um, worse than anything. I mean, it sucks to be waterboarded, I'm sure, But like white room, white food, no noise, white clothes. And sometimes they'll bombard you with a same song over and over and over again. And this man is literally coming off of that with no break in an impossible situation in Luxembourg. And he's trying to uh, right a wrong. And it's just him chasing this one MacGuffin through the story to try to fix it. And he's just like literally falling apart, but no one knows that except for us. And we're all like, Oh fuck. It's like if Elliot like was a government spook and you're just sitting there going, he's not okay. (laughs) And people go going, you okay. And he's like, I'm good. You're like, he's not good. And it comes out in the form of like, um, when he plays open mic, when, he, when he's, a, he's a folk artist, and he's got this great voice, and he sits down and just starts. It just comes out in his songs, and he just starts singing about um, uh, what, yeah. what he's doing in his covert operations. And people are running to the mic like, oh, shit. It's really good. Uh, we finished Escape from Denimora. I highly recommend that. Uh, it's getting a lot of praise. We talked about that before. Dirty John, it ends Tonight. tonight. Won't spoil it for you, but we know it's coming. Oh snaps. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's just I would recommend uh listen to the podcast first.
1: Yeah, listen to the podcast first and then watch it.
0: You and I listen to the podcast all the way through yeah. it? and then we uh the series came out and they're nailing these two people. They
1: do a really good job. You know, it's not you know, it's not too far off of what you might imagine in your head. Oh yeah.
0: Well, you're going to think the same thoughts that you're thinking when you listen to it. Exact same thoughts. If you're sitting there going, these mother, mm-hmm. these, this fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wait for it. The punchline's coming. Uh, and then I watched the series everybody's howling about called You on Netflix. Mm. I'm still mad about it. I try to make it, I try to make it a point not to watch something to shit on it. And I wasn't doing that. I watched it because everybody was talking about how good it was. It's not. I just don't <laughs> white people. Just what's white the people, if, if it
2: doesn't pain you? What is what is the gist? Because I don't know anything it just about that is show.
0: Penn Badgley <sighs> plays this guy named Joe Goldberg, who's uh-huh. obsessed with this girl named Beck, Guinevere Beck, who's trying to be a writer in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's the ends that he goes to um, to win her. It's about as pointless as me trying to drop 80 pounds in seven months. I just, I don't get it. Why would you stalk this girl? I feel like this movie was somebody had this idea in 1991. And then, then they couldn't get their screenplay made. And then they, maybe their daughter got a shot to pitch it to Netflix. And they went, that's a great idea. It's just, I don't, it's, there's so all kinds of wrong with it. I mean, even Penn Badgley says people who were looking up to his character, are the guys, he's just, he's a psychopath. This is not healthy in any way, shape or form. That's kind of a given if you're a grown up. But then, like, it's all this problematic material that's on Netflix. I mean, you're going to get some good stuff and you're going to get this. And I just don't get why you would even, like, remotely hold her up on a pedestal. This tofu, <laughs> nothing girl. I thought we were done telling stories about these kinds of women and people. Are we not done? Are we done? Are we done? I thought we were done. But now we're like, look at back. I'm like, why? <laughs> what? What? um and what does she write she does. she oh god lord have mercy you guys talk on i'm gonna take a uh, to <laughs> on my laptop well great
2: uh <laughs> well i mean i i was gonna say this before but it's probably better to say it now for anyone who's like probably wondering um we still are probably gonna do like episodes based on like one thing we're still like doing, oh, we're sure. still doing that. Oh, um, yeah. We should have, should probably all should have been in the intro. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing this. So it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. We're going to pop it. We're not going to do it on you though. Just going to tell you that right now. Not do an, doing an episode it. on Mm-mm. you. Hell no. I will not be present. Mm. <sighs> Y'all explain it. Please explain it to me. Please explain it to me. Okay. Uh, So we know the Bohemian Rhapsody. Surprise. I mean, Rami's win of the Golden Globe was not a surprise. Everybody's been a lot. Even when they're... Not wanting to talk about its director, I say that in quotation marks. We you know it's Tom Siegel. um Like I know that people don't want to talk about it for that problematic reason. A lot of people thought it was bi erasure. People thought, you know, blah blah blah, Ugh. all this kind of stuff. You know, he was gay. He was bi. Fuck Mary. You don't know why was an errand in ninety minutes of the movie. La la la, all this kind of stuff. But I was kind of shocked that he got Best Picture at the Golden Globes. I think everyone was. <laughs> I think, and everybody's like, oh, blah, blah. I've been hearing this shit for almost two years now. Two years of just hate, 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 hate. Mm. Did you want it to be Green Book? Does everybody want it to be Green Book? That's got problems. No, everyone with the wanted the to be a Starsborn. Born. <laughs> oh, is it because of Gaga? Probably. Has any Have you seen it? Have you mm-hmm. seen the Stars Born? Nope. Oh.
1: Nope. I went to see Venom I instead.
0: Haven't. <laughs> I haven't finished Venom. Yeah, I, I
1: couldn't get. I bought the first, it. Like, oh, you bought it. Minutes.
0: Yeah, I own it. I can't finish it. No. Don't know why. Keep losing keep losing my concentration for it. I gotta get through it. So I can know I was watching. uh didn't I didn't hate it. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Yeah. Uh <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. So I feel like it was two movies. I feel like uh, I feel like there was a script issue. There was a struggle for content, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I gotta stop watching shit drunk. I don't know. I don't know. So, but I was like really shocked about Bohemian Rhapsody's win. Um, And I think everybody has been trying to send the message of, hey, this dude didn't really make this movie. He didn't really show up for the gig, blah, blah, blah. But nobody wants to get sued. And then Hoobastank says, oh, thank you guys. And everybody's like, oh, bitch, just take the money and sit down and stop talking about it clueless person. So I guess now and everything that Rami does, you know, Rami sneezes. Rami gets snubbed by Nicole Kidman. Rami. I can't wait for all this to drive. Remember when this happened to Adam Driver? I don't know if you guys remember this. Adam Driver comes from out literally people think out, out of nowhere. Adam's been acting for a while. Yeah. He's on Girls. We forgave him for that, even though he was the best thing on Girls, because the rest of that was just a fucking hot mess. Him and SoSh were the only reasons to keep watching that unrelatable, you know, tire fire. But, um, but like, the, everybody, Adam Driver, like, farts. Adam Driver walks across street, causes controversy, you know. Uh, was this when he did Star Wars? No, even before, before then. That? And then everybody calmed down. Oh. And like he's on the other side of it now. Everybody, he's in Black Klansman. We can people are going up to him, having a conversation with him. They're not up in his business as much. I can't wait for this moment with Rami. I can't wait for him on the other side of this. And he's just producing things and just being. He's just part of it, and he's not. Everybody's not like Lucy Boynton, and freaking out. Like I notice that nobody's freaking out about like the fact that you know Ben's got a long time relationship. Will's got a girlfriend. We need to get Joe laid. I don't know what's happening, but Joe is amazing. He can do whatever he wants. But I'm just like everybody's so obsessed and hanging everything on Rami Malik. and I'm like, I can't wait till we get on the other side of this. And he's just making Mr. Robot, and no one's just like bringing up just bullshit that means nothing.
1: I wonder if it if it has to do with just Rami as as for just him, or is it because he's playing this role of a person that everyone you know, or, oh, no. or is it just it just is it just Rami?
0: I don't know. We were talking about this today on our walk, you know, like our dog. We take our dog to the park and he just likes to play. Just wants to be there. He's, he's got a great personality. He's very popular. He's very handsome. He looks like a little wonder goat. He's just adorable. It's little beard and his little fluffiness and he just loves everybody. And then there's always some motherfucking dog in the park that comes along that wants to hump him to the degree that we have to end up leaving the park. I feel like that's Rami Malik right now. <laughs> he's just trying to have a good time. He's just, he's chilling. He's getting along with everybody. The little dogs, the big dogs, the medium-sized dogs, the dogs that just got to the park for the first time, the scared dogs, the confident dogs. He just wants to run around and play. And then there's that one troubled dog that's just like, won't leave him alone. And I feel like that's what's happening right now. I... But this happens in a lot of fandoms. This is not just Rami. No, you're, yeah, you're totally
2: right. You're totally right. I, I have no idea um, why everyone is, seems to be hanging this film's controversy on Rami. Um, I feel like, not to play devil's advocate, but.
0: No, please do. It's fine. Maybe.
2: I'm like trying to like rationalize it. Like, is it people mad that him being involved in this film is the same thing as like being complicit with. Uh, brian singer's like allegations is it that or is it like people not agreeing that you know he's straight playing a a bisexual not character but person who actually lived on this planet i don't
0: know we don't know that he's straight we don't know that he's straight
2: yeah (laughs) um what i what i do know is um and correct me if i'm wrong but the whole best film category is confusing to me because are we taking all the parts of the whole? Are we considering everything singularly or is like as a whole? I I get like best actor, that's easy to be more objective about things. But when you're talking about like sure. best film, what what comes at what takes precedence over the other? Does the writing take precedence over everything? Does the cinematography, music, like what are we what are we focusing on? I guess is what I'm saying.
0: See, and I don't know, and this, I guess this is, and the bigger question about that. Again, we can break it down. You know, I'm not talking about singer anymore. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm sure all of those things have contributed to. Um, the the shit. All of the, I've heard all of those things. Other things. Yeah. You know, a smattering of things. It doesn't help that you know Roger Taylor and Brian May are old rock stars. who don't give a fuck, and they're they like, "Fuck the critics and fuck this guy." And they, that you know, your your uncles are showing up for it and just making it worse. And Rami's over there going, "Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I love these guys." They're you can't tell them they're just unhinged, uncontrollable. They like don't you care know, it. Brian. Yeah, Brian May is like, "I don't give a fuck, motherfucker." <laughs> Uh so that's kind of not helping but I feel like the bigger question has always been for me that of all of the things that get made within the space of time that they're considered for things mm-hmm. why do we even need to do this I mean I think recognition is nice I think it's good that you know people are talking about it but I feel like we need to change the platform for this we've said this many times but why do we need a best picture yeah. you know why do we need to choose 10 or 8 or 6 A lot of shit came out last year, guys. Like, we know this. We watched a bunch of stuff. I'm still getting around to stuff. And I'll usually watch something, like, a half a year after, like, the Oscars or whatever and go, what? (laughs) Like, why were you guys going so crazy over, you know?
1: I guess that's where it just gets, like, you know, really heavily political. Yeah. Because, I mean... Like, like Andre was saying, I mean, I guess you can you can judge things like uh, a performance or a look or a sound, but to, uh, an, an overall you know idea of it.
2: I guess I guess the thing know, is
1: is that there are there's theory
2: behind acting, and yes, there's theory behind film, but because it's such a wide construct of of media, and it's so heavily based on literally the person directing it and their taste and the way they think they do it i mean yeah Mm -hmm. i guess you can compare it to how an actor works but to me i don't know it just feels like it's more it's easier to be objective with the performance than a a a film that has so many working parts to it and to me it it just causes a lot of like vitriol like all these problems we thought we were over with this film are now coming back because they're right. b- they're being they're being recognized this way, and then you have to you have to wonder at the end of the day, is is the is Bohemian Rhapsody winning Best Picture ultimately a good thing?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna ultimately nobody's gonna give a shit. Can somebody tell me <laughs> like in two thousand and three who won Best Picture? 2016? 2014? Do you remember? Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Um These things have a way of having their own life in streaming uh they 're consumed by their the fans that get them. This is why i 've been saying this about books and music you know you write you you 're writing for the audience that gets you yeah so these and again i don 't think they're putting this much careful thought into choosing these pictures i don 't think they 're sitting around like you are with any kind of real criterion
1: the only way i I think you can probably quantify it is like who makes the most money yeah, that should be the best picture. It brought in the most dough.
0: I guess then Black Panther should have been
1: exactly the right? Golden Globe. That's winner. yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I mean, that's not you know, that's not an opinion. That's just the hard factual numbers. What
0: is the criterion? Because we're going to break down like cinematography and costumes. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody has all that in spades. You know, is the, are the Golden Globes saying thank you for surviving this? I mean, I still find it a very enjoyable film, but I haven't nothing else to compare it to because I didn't see the other ones. I saw Black Klansmen. Yeah, w- wonderful. But how do you compare Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Klans- yeah. like that? Doesn't make any sense either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I mean, you have you have performances on on both of these in both of these films that were extraordinary. Yeah, I don't. That should be they, they should both be celebrated.
0: And they are, and they have been, and people love them. I just feel like we get caught up in these things, and all of a sudden, these people, this handful of people, are deciding the taste yeah. of the rest of the world. And I find it to be ridiculous. I find it to mm-hmm. be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like, although I'm like one well, of those people who goes, I don't watch reality shows. Let me just tell you what happened on Jersey Shore. You know, I don't care about award shows, but did you not hear about that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like even myself, I'm still influenced by it. I say, I don't hoard things, but then I went through my stuff the other day and I'm like, why do I have 1700 pairs of gloves in a place that never gets cold? Like, you know, like I am, I am the biggest hypocrite I know. So I'm sitting here going, okay, (laughs) I need to recalibrate myself and go, maybe it's because I give so much weight to it. We have a podcast literally talking about these things, but the podcast is not here to like pick and choose one over the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Roma is a completely different story than Green Book, than Freddie Mercury's life, than you know, fighting the Klan, infiltrating the Klan. You know, what I don't know you can oh, can't we have all of these things? Can't, and we, that's not yes we consume things differently so i feel like the reason the ratings are low on these things and nobody cares about these things is because it's, yeah
1: it's, it's it's nobody really gives ultimately yeah. a shit they yeah. just get,
0: people love to have these water cooler arguments over well that now that film well,
1: i think it's and i think really it's just it's an industry thing it's I think become it is. that it's just it's I think just we're just watching a bunch of industry, industry people jerk well, off yeah. That's yeah. All we're it's doing. a marketing thing as well i mean like all the trailers yeah.
2: oscar nominated oscar winner emmy nominated like you know, it's it's yeah. for that. It's for clout,
0: and and and, and, and but, but that, that never influences me. Yeah,
1: but at the same, I mean, and, uh, uh, but Maybe, it maybe we're maybe we're outliers. Then I mean,
0: we might have to be outliers. You no, know. there might be somebody because like, just because it's
1: you know Oscar nominated, got nominated mean, for an Oscar.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I saw Lincoln and sat there with my arms crossed. and I kicked some furniture. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck?
1: <sighs> yeah, and the the thread the thread one. Or oh. Whatever. The Magic Thread, <laughs> the Phantom Thread. <sighs> that the Phantom Thread?
0: Daniel Day-Lewis. I can't get back. I just. Can't I think. Get that I think time it's, back. It's can't a Daniel Day-Lewis Lewis thing. Back. I just have to just <laughs> spit that into the ocean. Can't get any of that time back. Can't get the time back I spent watching Left Foot, Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's a big deal for me to watch Old Horseface. You know, to get me to watch like that many episodes of Horseface. Oh, that was a big deal. Sam Ismail is a. He's a magician. <laughs> to get me to watch that mess and it was awesome he was she was she was awesome I forgot that I couldn't stand her totally that's that's that should be celebrated didn't pick up anything and, and it doesn't matter I don't feel like it influences me but it's influencing someone and what I, I guess what I super white hot hate is that the, it's just lazy to go let's the story of the day is but what about Brian Singer? You know, and what about my erasure? What about Oh Jesus <laughs> I'm i I'm so over it. And you're probably more over it than I am by far. Oh yeah. I'm like I'm on the other side of this. Like I died from all of this and now my ghost just talks about all of this. Like, yes, ooh, I'm still haunting this stupid notion of bullshit. When people are like freshly outraged about it, I'm like oh, Yeah. Take a seat.
2: I've I've literally Seen people after the whole Golden Globes thing, I, I've seen people on my Twitter and not just even in like the Twitter moments, like people that I know and follow are like, uh, I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody, um, but I heard that it was like pretty homophobic and like probably didn't deserve to win best film. And the amount of times I typed in, it portrays homophobia, it is not in itself homophobic. The amount of times <laughs> I typed that, the amount of times I copy and pasted that actually was ridiculous and this is why i hate yeah. award shows this is why i can't stand yeah. the vitriol because to me it's like why are we doing this why yeah <laughs> and like and yeah. speaking of golden globes now we're we're getting an oscars with
0: no host which i i think they've done before but now it's like this whole have they i think Didn't I? Didn't used to do it? I thought they used to just like put a um. Well, back in the days, they used to put a radio microphone in the room and just listen to John Wayne like punch people while people drink. (laughs) I
2: think like way back, like way,
0: way, way back. I think they they yeah
2: yeah oh yeah yeah. I don't think it did. Yeah yeah. And this whole like Kevin Hart thing and like the Oscar Academy trying to get like the Avengers actors to come up. I'm just like,
0: do we need a host though? I mean, I have a great idea for it. I think that we should just you lower third scroll the nominees and then the winners. And you just leave it up. You go into commercial, like when they go to commercial, then the room goes into a small box. You watch everybody get like fucking shit faced. You watch everybody like doing rails and of Adderall or whatever the fuck people are doing these days, vaping and just like trying to get on each other and schmoozing. And it, what will happen at the end of that, probably what is that, an hour, 45 minutes broadcast? If you just have to do all, it's really about text, right? You do all of that, then at the end of it then you'll be demystified that these people are real human beings who shit and sleep and are gonna die one day and to stop looking up to people this way and and you will you'll be out of it in 45 minutes and then you'll go oh my favorite you know (laughs) didn't win or and you can't be and there's no shitty jokes to sit through there's no because then we have to quarterback how the hosts did
1: Listen to people, thank people. We have no idea who they it just are. It also just makes <laughs> like, me not like care. the thing
0: as much because when you see people, when I see people be on, and I live in the town of this, and people are like, don't you want to see some, I don't want to see them, trust me. When you see people being that fucking fake ass and phony, when you know what they really are, they're they people. Then you're. I just, I kind of, it makes me go, ew, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I just, I just want to enjoy the thing you made. Yeah. Do you know yeah. i don 't need to see you like again you know if you 've been fo- if you po- follow any press junket for anything you will hear the same thing said about the the film that you like over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and they people are not trying to be fake they just have to put on an an armor to go out and promote something this hard to get the dollars to put it in the bank to get the studio it's money yeah to get the clout to get the and it's just watching that machine is exhausting for sure well it's
1: like you know like like people who have just straight jobs sometimes they have to put on a face just to go to work
0: fuck i did it all the time yeah
1: it's the same shit it's just Different office politics, different line of work,
0: exhausting. I've been sitting there on Sunday night. I used to have the Sunday Sabbath blues and I'm like, oh, I have to go and and like deal with that bitch. We're trying to fire that dude. I got to get that guy from not being fired. That's when I was in charge of stuff and I hated it. I fucking hated my life. I can only imagine what it's like, you know, on like a bigger, bigger, bigger film and the, even the films I've been on were so political. I'm like, "Bitch, we just can we just not go can we just make the film? Can we just roll the camera, make the film, process the fucking film. This is back in 35mm days. You know, get the stuff done and go see the movie. No, we got to have like breakdowns and we got to have affairs to talk about and we get actors fighting for more lines and he's pulling folks. No. That's all it is. Jesus, so it's it's just exhausting. If and again, people who like want to weigh in, like from their armchairs, like on Twitter and stuff, and like their thumbs, like Eat, y'all, you like your steak, right? Or if you're a vegetarian, you like your kale. Do you want to go to the field or the killing floor to see how it's made? Give you a different perspective of it. I gotta tell you all day oh, long. Yeah. So, yeah, do I give a shit if Kevin Hart is uh, hosting the Oscars or not? No, I don't care. I mean, I don't know that he necessarily apologized. He said somebody should have looked up the tweet. I don't see where he apologized. Mm -mm. Now Kevin Hart's made himself problematic.
2: I I hate it. (laughs) First of all, I don't. I was not going to watch the Oscars anyway. No matter who,
0: I can't think. <laughs> you're
2: doubly not. <laughs> I can't think of anyone they could have hired to host that would have
0: made me like actually tune in w- and watch. I can't. Oh, oh, I do. I do. You know who I would have done? It? Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan hosting together and subversively making stucky jokes <laughs> the entire okay, time. Okay. Yeah. You would have been there with Bill. You're right. You're right, you're right.
2: Expose <laughs> me. You're right. Um, <laughs> no, here's, here's what I hate about this fucking Kevin Hart thing. I hate okay. when people are literally saying to my face, it was a joke. It was 10 years ago. Blah, blah. Like, okay. We've talked about like holding people accountable for shit. They said 10 years ago, whatever. My thing with Kevin Hart is I have seen like the comedy specials. This was before I was out. I have seen the comedy specials. I have seen him... Talk about how he doesn't want his son to be gay. And if he was gay, that he would break a chair over his head and tell him to stop being gay. In what universe does that qualify as an excusable joke? What it, what that is to me is expressing your weird ass beliefs in a comedic setting. To me, that does not mm-hmm. make it a joke. Right. You can be funny okay, with, and so, and without and he said it that homophobic or and I'm tired of seeing yeah. like these old white comedians like get on stage for 90 minutes and talk about how much they hate their wife. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm over it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm tra- as a person who came up comedy writing a lot, you'd hear stuff and going, what? Like, people used to laud a couple of, like, comedians for, like, being shitty toward women. And you'd just sit there and go, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just universally still held to, like, be kind of shitty to your... The person who's supporting you, who's paying your bills, who's paying the rent, who's been there from the day one. But let me get on stage and shit on you. Yeah. So, okay. So this happened 10 years ago. He says he's apologized. He said the same energy that went into like digging this up could have. Has anybody found the apologies? I just want to know. Mm-mm. Because all Kevin has to do, all Kevin has to, I'm hearing it too. All Kevin has to do is say, you know what? I've had conversations for those who need to hear it in a louder room, right here on Ellen. Oh my um, god! You know, let me let me just let me just say my views on that have changed. You know, I I don't believe this. This is where I've come from, or I think homosexuality is wrong. I think it is wrong and it's terrible and blah blah blah. And that's who I am, and I'm doubling down on that. What we got instead was someone kind of saying, um, I don't know what that noise is. It's driving me crazy. I can't hear myself think. I just hear the tapping. Um, We have someone sitting in the room who is, you know, going to be the queen of nice and say, you know, you're off the hook. And people were like
2: uh no no
0: you're not (laughs) what
2: i hate is that he comes out and says all of this after the oscars literally gave him a chance all all he had to do if you really wanted to be the fucking host all he had to do was say i'm sorry but instead he resigned instead right and then he goes on ellen and says i'm sorry like in what and i'm sorry
0: oh did he say he was sorry on ellen oh
2: i don't know i had i didn't actually watch the whole, whole ellen thing Um, what, but what I do know is that Ellen does not speak for the entire community, no matter how many people she really doesn't. Yeah, she, she doesn't. Um, and I'm, and it's, it's part of the bigger conversation about like jokes and accountability and what have you. I, it was, I just hate how it all went down. Like he could have easily, not to say that this could have been all like swept under the rug, but if if he actually like gave me like a genuine apology that I believed, but then, you know, like maybe like three years later, he's going to be making the same dumb joke. So we'll see.
0: What drives me crazy. I don't get this. Why can't people just apologize? I have said some really shitty, dumb, horrible things, done some shitty, horrible, dumb things. Had someone come to me and say, Dude, and I wasn't aware in some cases. In some cases, I know I had done something, I didn't know how it really affected. In some cases, I knew I had said something wrong, I meant to hurt them, and then I talked about it with somebody later. In all of those instances, I was like, Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone, don't get me wrong, but it's like somebody had to say, and then I was like, Oh, fuck, okay. And, like, I'm a hillbilly redneck who came from, like, a hole in the ground, okay? Nobody on the planet. And if I instinctively know how to do that and I don't have a press agent and I don't have – I'm not surrounded by a team of people. I don't have a fucking team. I have a husband and a dog and, and you know, that's it. Like, if I have – my first instinct is, oh, fuck, did I offend you? I'm so sorry, I was ignorant. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I didn't know, and now I know, and I feel really stupid. Some people are not going to accept even that either. But I feel like it's not, you don't need a team to tell you how to basically be like, and hey, maybe you don't even mean it. Yeah. But your whole job, Kevin, is to perform. I think he could have done a better job of performing, but it's like like a petulant child. He doubled down on it. It's like Louis C.K. Now, oh
2: my God, <laughs> I've known about
0: that one for a long time. Like I, we, a lot of us mm, have known about this one for a long time. Didn't think it was ever going to come to light. You know, the way he is handling this, I am like, what are you doing, Louis? He has
2: lost his mind.
0: I. He has lost his fucking mind. I. What are you doing? And this is what I mean about your whole the whole show Hart is thing. about like this is what yeah, I mean
2: about yeah. the Kevin Hart thing is how long is it going to take it. before he's back on stage making the same jokes, even worse? Jokes. I don't
0: think. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, he's not. I don't know. I, I here, here's a question, genuine question, and I've asked this many times, but who's in your house? Who's in the car with you? Who's in your office? Like, who's in your immediate satellite? Do you not have anybody who's like, dude? Is everybody on the payroll and no one can tell you? I mean, I've had some pretty... I've had some super wealthy, famous friends. And I know a couple of times I'd see them doing something and I was like, oh. but my face would give me away and I would be asked, what do you think? I'm like, I, "I'm," you don't want to hear what I have to say. No, 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 no. I'm like, well... And I would tell them the truth. And, you know, a couple of times they were like,
2: what the fuck? Yeah,
0: And I'd be the only one... And, like, and everybody else in the room was like, oh my God, I don't know why she said that. I'm like, you all... Are thinking the same fucking thing, but like, I wasn't on the payroll. I was well, just this um, person's friend.
1: But there's some people, even if you're on the payroll and they tell you this, they're not going to listen.
0: Yeah, that's true. You and know, that's on that. yeah.
1: You know, there's just some people who just will... They just won't hear it. They won't hear it.
0: Because you get fired or they'll shut the door on you or they don't. Like, yeah, and that happens too. Deaf ears, but you understand how this works in this day and age specifically Now you can call people snowflakes and you can call them you're being pc now people are people are different now it's a different time it's a different era comedy evolves with the fucking times Mm -hmm. it used to be amusing to go out and torture a circus animal in the middle of the street people used to like pull the heads off of pheasants uh you know people used to do all kinds of motherfucking shit that that they don't Do anymore, and we're holding the people are holding that people accountable. People like oh, everybody's being so sensitive. No, no, calling somebody the n word in a press tour, Vigo, it's not cool. Dude,
2: yeah, joke, joking. I'm quoting joking about like the Parkland survivors of the school shooting. Yeah. Yeah, like in what world do you come off the backs of sexual allegations, and then months later you're making jokes about? Not only... Children who got shot up at school! Not only that, but also making jokes about, like, people who don't conform to the gender binary. Like, why are you doing this? And the worst part is, I listened to the clip, and the worst part is there were people rolling with laughter in that theater or club or whatever. That's the worst Let's talk
0: about the people who laugh at these jokes. Let's talk about the people who are like, oh, it's really funny. I'm going to crash a chair over my head if he's gay. And the people are going, ha, 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 ha. First of all, I don't think the joke is funny. I've been writing jokes for a long ass time. I mean, I don't... Where's the... I'm sorry. What are we getting out of this? What are we getting out of like, You know, and I'm not trying to be, I'm just, just from just a straight comedy. I'm going to crack it over his head. Who's laughing at that joke. <laughs> I was going to suck a dick later, but <laughs> Kevin stopped me from doing it. Who are you? That's laughing at the fucking joke. It's not funny. Yeah. I don't know. What is that? And like the people who are laughing at the Parkland joke. I know there's a lot of sick people out there who are like being targeting the, their children. Their children. They're children. I know they're grown, but they're still also kids, man. The fuck is wrong with you? The fuck is wrong with you, dude? Dave Chappelle said some stuff, you know, after Trump became president that night when he did that address on SNL. He was the first person back after uh, Trump gets elected, and he's up on stage. And I love Chappelle. I do groundbreaking and he said some stuff i'm like you're gonna regret this mm. you're gonna regret some of the shit your attitude the way you are you're obviously living in a bubble and you're saying some stuff and everybody's nervously laughing and then what is it, how, it like six months later a year later he's like i shouldn't have said some of that stuff i'm like yeah at least he said i shouldn't have said some of that stuff what the fuck at least
2: he apologized and promised he would do better i mean that's all we can really yeah. ask of people but until yeah. they can show me that they can hold themselves to that then it's kinda like, cause Louis C.K. said the exact same thing. Like, I'm sorry, I learned I'm gonna do better, and then months later he goes and do this shit. Like
0: And I'm like, what the fuck? Now Janine Groffalo's doubling down and being his friend. Pamela Adl at least Pamela Adlin had the right response. She was like, You motherfucker. I know she smacked him. She probably punched him. Here's how this works We pay for your life. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to insult us, you better make sure there's a lot of us who like your shit. If you want to be racist, make sure you got a lot of racists who love your stuff. Just saying a lot of racists may love, you know, your radio show or your album or your movie. Okay. And maybe there's a bunch of racists out there that will distribute it for you and let it get your racist shit out to the world. Go ahead on. Okay. Be who you are. Let your freak flag fly you know if you are a raging homophobe and you don't want a super large section of the world to see your stuff and you want these people over here i don't know percentages i don't i'm not the census i don't know what's happening i'm not taking the pulse. then roll with it you know go out there and, and test it out see how well that does but don't ask those of us who have who've really supported you despite knowing the stuff we knew by the way for a long time, dude, to be like, bro. And he was like, I'm going to get some help. And it's was like, you should. I'm going to stop doing that. But he didn't. And then I didn't know about the blackballing part. Didn't hear about that part. Because it happens so frequently. And then you're out there just going, you come back with this? And I've been in your corner? Again, it's not my first rodeo. I grew up loving Woody Allen. Woody Allen like framed and formed my wanting to be a writer, wanting to be a filmmaker. Those are some of my first favorite films ever. I saw um, Annie Hall, and it changed my entire view of, like, film. It got me into, like, all the other stuff that came with Woody Allen, like Fellini and listening to Lenny Bruce. And it opened up an entire world to me. But I also can evolve with the times and go, oh, motherfucker.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: Yep. And not go, I've known him for years. He- that's not the way to start out. That's not the way to do that. It's like you can also turn to your friend and go, what the fuck, homie? Like my friends who've been friends with me for a long time will go, okay, I love you, but seriously, what? why are you saying whatever my problematic behavior will be? And I'm like... Fuck. And it hurts. And it's raw. And you're like, oh my God. And you're so ashamed. And you're just filled with dread. And then you start thinking about the people you wronged and the hurt. I have people, I have a person that I know in in the circle of friends that I know who just will never forgive me for being like the, the evil shit monkey I was back in the past when I was a news producer. It was horrible. It was fucking horrible. Won't ever forgive me. And I get it. I'm not going to get that forgiveness, you know, if this is what you do for a living, though, if you're out there trying to get literally what you're asking for is a people's approval. Mm -hmm. That's how you afford the McMansion. That's how you pay for your life. So just make sure when you go out there and you're a dickhead that, you know, you got it shored up with those people. You want to now appeal like go be Dennis Miller. You know, these people are going to love me and I'm good. And then that's where you go and that's who you, you made a stand and this is who you are now. Cool. But don't sit here and like, want me to now, now I've got to like, enjoy you and defend your shit. Like I don't work for you, dude. I'm not in your, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not in your household. I'm not, I'm not on your payroll and I'm not going to go, well, I just had to unfollow some people. Just had to be like, okay, now I don't want to consume your stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, it's simple. And and there's a lot of people who won't go away. There's a lot of people who are going to stick around and they're going to go, aha, I stayed there when you weren't there. Good for you. That's great. That's great. Here's your cookie. That's awesome. I just, and I don't don't bail on everybody. I stood behind Chris Hardwick. I still do. I, you know, they're not all, and we all pick our battles. There you go. So enough of that bullshit. (laughs) We, uh, I don't have a whole lot of other stuff. I do want to have a correction from the Bird Box podcast, which a lot of you are enjoying. I can't believe how many downloads that podcast has. I hope it didn't hurt anybody's feelings. If you loved it, please love it. I had a friend like come at me like, bitch, why are you like shitting on Bird Box? I had such a good time. I'm like, I didn't tell you not to enjoy it. (laughs) I just had some problems with it. And I explained those on the podcast. It's It's very short. You don't even have to listen to it. She's like, you shouldn't be shitting on bird Mom. I can do whatever I want to I have a podcast. You set up your own podcast and you talk shit about it. But I get that people love it. And I, you know, I'm not trying to kill a kitten here. I just didn't, didn't dig it. But I did sell. Uh, I said that the Laurel Howry character was selfish when he killed fish fingers. He was selfless is what I meant to mean. There's a lot of other stuff that I said that's, that's been problematic. But I just wanted to put that out there that I thought uh, Laurel's character was selfless. Uh, when he sacrificed himself for the group at the grocery store. And I'm sorry if I'm spoiling that for you. So, there you go. Anything else,
2: guys? (laughs) (laughs) Well, to close out, I did want to talk about uh, one thing. Um, Gotham season... We can talk about more than one thing. Oh, no, this this is just the last thing. Um, Gotham season five premiered uh, last week. I have... oh that's my mr robot. <laughs> yeah. Um but to be fair there's a lot more Gotham than Mr. Robot. Um That's true. But yeah, it came back and this is the last season, which is is kind of sad. Um but it's I'm glad that we got it because we didn't know we if we were going to get it for the longest time and season 4 ended with a cliffhanger and it was it was very stressful. Um but the season premiered. I'm liking it so far. The only fucking thing is the the first episode Started out with a flash forward of, you know, all the characters sort of like coming together. And then it after the the main titles, right, it's like like 200 days ago or something. And I'm just like, why can we stop doing this flash forward bullshit? I hate it because I I can I kind of understand it because. In the, the past narrative we're looking at now, it's like all these characters are at odds and they hate each other. And the point of the flash forward is to n- let you know that they're going to have to come together at some point. And now you're intrigued to see how that's going to happen. I kind of get that. But at the same point, it's like, well, I know all of these people survive by the time we, we get to this flash forward. This is kind of the same thing that, right. that like Team Wolf did and kind of The Walking Dead. Don't want to talk about it. Um, But it's like... Every show's like last season they like start with a flash forward. I've noticed it and it's really weird and I kind of hate it because like now you've like made it twice as hard to like up the stakes in your show. And yeah, th- th- there's only two episodes. We've there are only two episodes in, so it's kind of early to judge, but that that was like my first impression going and I was just like did we really have to have the flash forward? Did did we have to start the season like this? I don't know, we'll see.
0: Yeah. If not well done, those can jar jar me every single time. It's like you have to be you have to do those well. Yeah. To hold my attention. You know what I mean? Haunting
2: I of Hill House did it perfectly. Although those, those, those yes. are more like flashbacks. But that that right. they fucking nailed that. I don't know how that's gonna pan out with this.
0: They're tricky, man. And again, I don't know, long running series. Jesus, can you imagine? I don't I can't imagine even writing on a, a long running series. It
1: sort of makes me think of like
0: um, that
1: movie, Lone
0: Survivor. <laughs> well, we've given away what happens in the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why do you, why you be spoiling your stuff like that?
1: <laughs> oh, I know what happens. I don't, I don't need to see that,
0: <laughs> who made that joke? Was that Dave Chappelle? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Was. I don't remember, but.
0: Hannibal like, Burris. It was one of those guys who was like, why would you? Yeah. I don't know. When you do that, when you flash forward. It also feels like sometimes when they do that, like, look at my important writer's room. Like, oh, look at the uh, yeah. <laughs> big pen on Brad. Look at his Ooh. laptop. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got an outline. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, whoa. I feel like sometimes that happens. I feel like we're not doing Coke anymore. And we're just, we're just running on a bunch of, like, coffee, tea, and me orders. We've got five hey.
2: whiteboards full of just events that we're going exactly. to get yeah. together.
0: If you've ever walked into a writer's room and you've seen... Just the wall just covered in hysteria. I can see some... I, it's very... It, it makes a lot of sense when car accidents happen. You're sitting there going, oh, oh! Oh! Oh, there must have been panic. They just wanted to go home. Somebody just wanted to go home. It, the holidays were coming. And we just needed to get the fuck up out of here. That's why I guess I don't watch a lot of network. It's like I feel like I can just... I can also smell craft service when I watch some of these procedurals. <laughs> Because they're just like, everybody reeks of curry because it was like, you know, it was that day. You know, we're going to have curry (laughs) day today. And everybody's just standing around going, I think the sister did it. What? Uh, You know, you're just like, no, that made no sense. Or we saw that when the credits were rolling on just the tight of just the first thing. We got the whole plot. They're like, we just wanted to get out of here. Yeah. Or
2: like those Twitter accounts where it's like insert show writer's room and they're always like posting pictures of like the whiteboard like after the episodes (laughs) dropped and I'm like look at all the work we had to do to figure out this complex episode. Just like
0: yeah and it's like I I mean good for you. That's more than I can do. (laughs) I don't, you know, do you really want a chef coming out and going, it took me 25 minutes to get your food right? It's like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) Look at this this complex recipe. Like, you know what? There's that's a show for you. A show inside a show that you watch the show. And instead of the after show, you watch the hell that went into making your episode. Would you appreciate it more? You know, Bob's going through divorce sarah got yelled at because she lost <laughs> the pages
2: isn't I that episode like behind the scenes but you're talking about like the personal no, I'm lives literally
0: the yeah <laughs> them just sitting like in real life like documentary style the after show is like yeah it is episodes episodes is that nobody watched episodes except for me and you but it's like just watching people just sitting there going not in a fictionalized way i'm talking about a doc it's literally what's happening people going I don't know what to have. I just I wrote car crashed over hill. Like we're committed to it now. We showed it in the last episode. We have to roll with it. It was all a dream. What is this? Nineteen ninety six. I just want to, you know, if we just saw like the walkouts, the 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 PA's shrieking in terror, running out of the, or just the mundane, like people just, you know, would the show get better if you put the camera on the writer's room would the show get better or worse
2: i want like a mockumentary series like about a writer's room like parks and recs art huh
0: they've done that they have yeah i mean that was episodes but again, no one saw that but me. There's a couple of... I can't remember them right now. There's been... I think if you do a mockumentary, I don't want to see that. I don't really give a shit. That's just people... Now you're making stuff up. Oh, okay, yeah. Like how they make up how movie sets work. Like on... Um, what's the show? Unreal. Unreal, Like the yeah. DP was the AD... Was the first AC? I'm like, how many fucking jobs does this motherfucker have? <laughs> because on a set, that's five fucking jobs this bitch has. That's, because uh, they, don't want, to cast, they don't want to cast rules. five people to pay that one dude. You know, it's just like, no, I don't want to see that. I just want to, I want to see the stuff that I know happens. Mm. You know, like it's just people secretly fucking each other that shouldn't be fucking. You know, it's just the stuff is just yeah Hollywood. Turn the lens on yourself
1: or they have or what they do is they have the scene, okay, you see the scene, and then, like in Terrace house, they have this breakout thing, and it's just you know what it was going on in the writer's room when they came yeah, up with that I
0: honestly think I, I think people would watch people watch people put on makeup on youtube. I mean, come on, this is this is ripe for this generation, this world where it's literally you cut to the box and box, you know, like maybe it's a box and box thing or it's the after the episode, and it's just one guy he's the alone in the writer's room, just like that's it for like 20 minutes it's just the guy going (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) people would they wouldn't tune away i'm telling you there's gold in this someone has to have the balls and the courage to make this probably canadians canadians always have the balls to do this i feel like Shit's creek would do this i feel like again i'm going to I'm t- turning this around to uh, to Andre. Um, he looks like David on Shit's Creek. Every time I see Shit's Creek, I don't know why I'm always reminded reminded of Andre going. <laughs> like you don't do that at all, but I imagine like if he's just if he's standing in front of you because I've never seen him stand up in front of me and, and I've never seen him in real life, but he'd be like uh-huh but we were, like, i ca- but him, i kind would, of do that he would that. squint at you and hold <laughs> his fingers like that but i kind of do that yeah yeah <laughs> i get that, I feel a, like lot. I get that a lot i sometimes when I'm texting to you like you're doing like the paw hands that david and his sister does it's like uh-huh yeah you have to watch Shit to see what i'm visually doing no no, no. yeah yeah totally
2: like if yeah. someone tells yeah. me something instead of saying what the fuck are you talking about i just go <laughs>
0: So... Yeah, you're doing it. He's doing it exactly. You like, didn't even get a chance.
1: My to brain see it.
2: trying to uh, comprehend it, and I'm just like, okay. So yes. here's what we're gonna do.
0: <laughs> yes, I feel like you're like, mm. like when I'm texting stuff. He's like,
2: but it's funny because I don't. Yeah. I turn off all of that shit. Like when I do YouTube videos, and I hate it because yeah. like i want to do that like i want to be like funny and like do that but my brain why like, don't you because my brain's like oh the camera's on gotta act straight like
0: <laughs> oh do you shut down i go oh, no, back you in shouldn't. the closet uh, <laughs> you go back in the closet you you're, you're in the closet literally doing the youtube well you know how youtube is there.
2: about uh hate people on their channels that's a that's yeah, for another that's
0: day true. um yeah people could get very hateful in the in the comments can't they yeah that's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to correct this before the podcast is even over. When I said that we don't know that Rami Malik is straight. Again, I feel like here's the thing that I get corrected on constantly. And again, I have had to evolve. I'm still learning how to use pronouns. I'm still learning how to refer to gender fluid, non-binary world. Again, if you guys, if I, my old fucking ass can do it, you guys can do it. You can do it. Mm-hmm. You can evolve. It's okay. You can evolve. But so when I said earlier about we don't know Rami Malik's sexuality, we don't i mean just be i'm married to a dude i am bisexual i don't you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. there's that's not the proof it's not in the pudding but somebody told me my dog was a sheena Iboo. he's all kinds of fucked up nine million things i don't know what he is like you can't you don't know people's stuff so i feel like when people are saying about and i'm not using that to excuse away finding someone who was so Rose Trian, all the things that Freddie was, just finding someone who was going to pay homage to the spirit of Freddie was, you know, I can see how it took 10 years to get it made, but I'm, I'm not even trying to do it in defense of that. I just feel like you don't, you guys don't know shit about somebody's inner personal life. Somebody yeah. may not even be, know that about themselves or they haven't experienced that or, or they haven't found someone or you don't know they stuff. So y'all got to stop saying that straight actor playing that gay guy. Cause how many of y'all clutched your fucking pearls when Darren Chris was like, like, I am no longer going to play gay men because I'm not a gay person. I was like
2: what? I was <laughs> like, shook because I, I I swear to God yeah. I thought he was bisexual but again sexuality is fluid so it does work yeah. that way as well. And I do want to, I'm glad that you brought this up because I do want to say a mini apology. This is a behavior I'm trying to like learn or actually not what's the opposite of learn? <laughs> like condition myself to stop thinking this way but like straight being the default like Unless,
0: right. like, straight until proven otherwise. Like, I'm... I'm I guess I just don't. I'm not trying I to, guess I yeah. don't. I don't... Yeah. So... And I'm not trying to say I'm woke or any of that kind of stuff. I just don't automatically just assume that... I'm <laughs> just thinking of Rami going woke. Um, <laughs> I just... I'm not assuming... Uh, I'm not trying to say that I'm the thing. I just don't naturally assume someone's ethnicity. I don't naturally... Assu- and again, just because of my own... It's just my personal track. Mm-hmm. I don't sit here and go, oh, so your wife, your husband, you're. I'm not trying to play the guessing game with people. Yeah. You know, because I live in a place where you just never know, like you just don't know who you're talking to. Like until you, you told me Lindsay's personal pronoun when we were talking, I didn't want to go her, mm-hmm. she, I don't know. Yeah. I said, they, you know, until I'm given permission by the person that I'm because, re- and that look, that took a while. It wasn't like I, and again, don't get me wrong. I wasn't sitting around going, I fucking hate queers. I mean, I'm mean, i not saying that, Been a champion for a long time. Of myself and my friends, but like even I have to be schooled. I have to be told. Yeah. And so the whole the reason I haven't weighed in the whole gay actor straight actor thing is because I just I feel like where are y'all coming from with this? I see a lot of righteous indignation on Tumblr, and we know that's just because the wind is blowing. But like <laughs> I'm, I'm a legit arguments not made by people who are still there's people who are super young on that platform and then there's just, you know, trolls in the basement who are like, Yeah, I'm just gonna be offended by everything today. And I'm like, okay, good luck with that. But I, I just feel like y'all are assuming a bunch of shit. Yeah. Just because they're with a string of girls, a string of boys. Well I mean to further uh, because they're alone. Yeah, to further prove your
2: point, like Lindsay and I'm I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but she does um identify as gender non conforming or non binary. So right. that's right. just to further prove your point. There are ways of of going about life and just not assuming shit. I'm still learning yeah. not to, like I like I like I said, yeah. um, because that's just a behavior that I've learned, unfortunately, growing up. So I'm trying to unlearn that, I guess.
0: Well, it's just because it's not even unfortunate. It's just how it's just how it is. You know, people used to die of consumption. We don't now. <laughs> now we just die of other old diseases because people don't get vaccinated but like it's just like we we it's totally a conversation about like being corrected i don't mind being corrected
1: no, we we evolve i mean yeah. we our, our our vernacular evolves Our the way we think evolves comedy evolves yeah comedy that, you, that was
0: funny like you know 15 years yeah, ago five it's, months ago it's, so it's, it's, it's not, not funny anymore yeah. as long
1: as you are open like, to we no longer do that
0: yeah. right and, yeah and a lot of people are like i'm afraid to say something and i mean it doesn't you don't uh, it's really tough And again, don't put yourself in any kind of harm Mm -hmm. uh, or danger, you know, but I feel like, you know, you can try to find a way, you know, I do, I'm approachable. I'm a very scary person to people who don't really know me. I'm a, I'm a cream puff. When somebody like checks me, I'm like, oh shit, really? Hold on. And I have to go and process Mm it and go, all right, what did I, what did I? You know, and if I'm unaware of it, make me aware, sure. I mean, I'm not a punching bag. Don't come for me because you're sensitive and you have a confidence issue or you just want to be mad about something. But like, if I genuinely fuck up, I want someone to know. That's also
2: like the fault, like what you were talking about, like people being afraid to enter that sort of conversation. That's the fault of the other side as well. The people that know this shit, like they, it's like literally like people sniping people that are just like, they say like the wrong term or like the wrong, there are people learning and you can tell, I don't care what you tell me. You can tell when someone genuinely is not aware of something and is like specifically and intentionally being offensive or disrespectful.
0: And there's graciousness in inviting someone in. Yes. And and that person, and that person who's corrected and brought with grace into Mm -hmm. the light about something then all of a sudden they feel good. Well, one of, one of my friends... You know, uh, I've had to teach myself that. I had to teach myself that so bad instead of going, bitch, what are you saying? And like shaming someone now. It's like, okay, this is... All right. This is how we need to... Kenya... You know, there's a way to find a way to be nice yeah. about it and go, that's not what we do anymore. Yeah.
2: My you my know? stand partner in orchestra, the one that sits next to me while we're playing, I made some joke about like dating a guy named Joe or something. And she's like, um, is it okay if I ask you something? I'm like, yeah. I was like, are you are you gay? Are you bi? I'm like, oh, I'm bi. And she's like, okay, I was like afraid to ask. And I'm like, I'd rather people ask me, right? And then, and yeah. then she asked, asked me all these questions. And a lot of it is just like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's a thing. I didn't know. So I, I've, I'm i glad that that people, at least she wasn't afraid to to sort of ask me that. And I was really wanted to be open with her because she has told me like, sometimes she asks people that and
0: they get really like offended. And, they do. And they do. That's, you're not problem. helping. Yeah. You're not helping. Again, I know. And everybody's like, it is not my problem to sort people out. I'm sorry. I don't know what world you live in. And I know you don't want to be the ambassador. And I get that. But if you want to ease the road, if you want to help your own, lighten your own load. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's cool. To, it'd be cool if you didn't like your first knee jerk wasn't just like to slap your fan out and be like, bitch, let me just tell you, don't you be asking me my. Yeah. And I, I and get it. I have a couple of old closeted queen friends. I have a friend. He's like, what? 70 years old, 69 years old. He's like, girl, I don't know anybody asking me about my personal life. That's my personal business. People don't need to know I'm gay. I'm like, I'm sorry. Wh- what are you talking about? Yeah. You actually call the man in your house, your husband. And you still throw, like, you have, like, mint julep parties. Everybody knows it's okay. No one's asking you shit. Yeah. Everybody just, and everybody's cool with it, and no one's, like, sitting there whispering behind their hand. Again, you're assuming that gay is bad, and your your old fucking throwback ass is the problem right in the situation, Because everybody around you is just having a day and you're just having a bitter as shit day because you're like, people just in my business. I'm like, nobody's in your business, girl. Nobody cares about you because you're being a bitter old fucking queen
2: yeah and i mean if it's if it's not your prerogative to to educate someone i guess that's fine no one's forcing you we're not saying that no. you have to be like an activist and you have to like go on twitter rants no. about things you don't have to but at a certain just point just maybe not
0: be a bitch about it a,
2: you know. could you just got to recognize where that person is coming from it's very easy i yeah. promise it's very easy to see if, if someone's being passive aggressive if they're intentionally being disrespectful or if they just genuinely don't
0: know yeah. So I had a friend who, like, he's totally. Here's the thing: my friend is totally lovingly open to LGBTQ2I714, whatever we're putting on to our community. She's totally open to that whole community. Been a friend of, is bisexual, is loving, is that person. And she was in a gay bar, and she said something to one of the people there that was, you know. It, it was offensive. Mm-hmm. She used a term that was offensive and they were like, oh shit. And two of them reacted very negatively. Cause again, here's this woman who seemingly is a straight woman in their space. Totally understand it. You're in their space. But the friend, the third friend was like, yeah, y'all, this is a teachable moment. This person wants to know, he goes, do you want to know what you said wrong? She goes, yes. Yeah. She called me yeah. like, Kind of upset, not upset, but like, did I do we say this anymore? I'm like, oh no, we haven't said that in like a decade. She goes, what? I'm like, yeah, we don't we don't say that. And she was like, I'm not going to tell you what she said, but she was just like, oh, oh, like just like the light came on. She goes, oh my god, what are other things that I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. And she goes, can I? And ran down the list. Can I say this? Can I say this? Can I say this? And I'm like, I can't speak for everybody, but probably not these three three or four things. And now those those boys. They go by they, he, and they go by he the, and him. They were like, now she's a regular, and now they know her, and now they embrace her with open arms. So I saw this opportunity. They're total strangers. She's very much social. Now they're like, they're friends. Yeah. Because it's had this conversation about this is how I want to be seen. This is how I want to be spoken about. This is how I want to be addressed, and, and that kind of thing. Just as women, you know, I always put it down to like, I don't want to be addressed as like, the wife that bitch over there you know Mm -hmm. these kinds of things that we throw out and like everybody's going by code and sign always have by the way we didn't invent slang uh it's been in it's part of our just relationship to each other as human beings it's just more complicated it seems these days and we just have to be open to it so that's what i meant by the rami comment like i didn't you know i don't know that man's sexuality um it is none of my business yeah and just assuming that a straight man played a bisexual man—I don't know where you're coming from, but I just—I wouldn't go there. I mean, why would—why you want to die on that hill, man? The film is obviously, um, obviously to me, not homophobic at all. You know, Rami's even said he would like to have another 90 minutes with with Jim Hutton. So would we all. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't. Are we gonna wa- are we gonna watch that? I'm going to gonna go in there and hate watch the Critics' Choice Awards. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I am going to watch it. I think it's just because I wanted to I, I'm rooting for uh, this kid from Sherman Oaks that I really respect and admire and I get inspiration from. So I want to do that for sure. Um, but I'm kind of am watching a lot of obsession become possession out there, too. This happens in other fandoms, right, where someone thinks that they own the object of their fascination. Oh, yeah lot of possession going on out there and i'm like yeah that's, even, that's even
1: in the sports world too, isn't
0: it though yeah. people like feel like they own lebron yeah to the point that they can just they feel like there's literally no screen between them they'll just say shit to lebron and it's like he'll turn around and go whoa remember that white lady who screamed some shit at him and he was like what the fuck and you're like what people just feel like they can go up to people yeah and be a certain way and i'm like that's not healthy y'all mm-hmm. that is not he- i'm like i can admire well even even, enjoy, I was reading, but, yeah. even like
1: today at on at the uh, kansas city chiefs game yeah i think some kansas city fan threw something at uh one of the opponents the kicker and the coach had to the andy Reid had to re- regulate
0: what is this regulate. european soccer y'all come the fuck oh. down yeah shit damn everybody seriously Come on, it's just uh, they're just people. Well, I was saying, I'm not even talking about Rami about this, just somebody I know who's like into another thing, and they're just like, uh, they're just like so dialed into everything this person's doing. And I'm like, that's ruining your day. What are you actually doing with your day? I guess that's kind of like the redirect for me. It's like, you know. I'm obviously laying around eating bacon cheeseburgers and watching Florabama and cheering for Amy um, and happy that Courtney apologized. And I'm sorry, pizza. Like, you know, I'm having, you know, but at the same time, it, it's like, what am I doing for myself to get on better in this world and to, to love my fellow man and be understood. And it's very important to me to be understood. That's one of my things. Mm-hmm. I respect over love for me. Like I, I'm rather have your respect than your love. But, uh, cause love always comes after respect, but I like always like fighting to be understood. And, and I, and so in, in to be understood, you have to understand, right? So that's what I work on every day rather than what's moo, moo, blah, blah, flork, flork doing right now and eating. And I don't, that's, that ain't, that is not going to get me down the road. And I'm not like shitting on people who are obsessed about things, but I just see, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, People getting amped up and and going into that possession ditch. And I'm like, okay, go outside, take a, take an air break, you know, get a, get a yogurt. I don't know, whatever you're into. And uh, they're just people. They just, they're just living their lives. just like you, some people are doing well. Some people are doing better. That money I don't think brings you necessarily happiness. It doesn't surround you with love and friendship, you know? If you got something good, sit down and stop down and respect that. I do that a lot these days. I look at like what I have and I am so fucking grateful. Just that simple act. Just watching going back to Marie Kondo, and I want to close out maybe with this, is that I think what Marie does is, you know, you can't wear all of those clothes. I mean, unless you're like Celine Dion and, you know, it you're doing a showcase in Vegas. You ain't doing that many costume changes in a day. And she doesn't even come from it like that. It's more like, how many things can you enjoy? Mm -hmm. That whole sparking joy, which I was making fun of, I started to get it. It's like, how many things can you own and, and, and immerse yourself in? Yeah. And appreciate what you have and have a place for everything in your life so you can see it. Her folding technique is about you see that every day. And you interact with that. That's why she piles up all the stuff on the bed and you have to go through all the things and you have to pick it up one by one. Because that will just slowly but surely... I did that with the people and the things in my life. That's why I shit-canned a bunch of negative stuff in my life. And now I'm just like, I enjoy my time with you. I love texting with you when we're watching stuff. I enjoy all the moments that I have within with my dog. You know what I mean? Like I've got it down to those, those four or five people that I can now go, all right. You know, I can, and and I want them to understand me. So I'm going to understand, I'm going to be a better listener. And it's not about throwing stuff at them. You know, people very rarely, you can give them $500,000 and they'll be grateful forever, but it's just, it's still not as good as like listening when somebody's have a bad day and they need you to actually hear them and not come back with some hallmark advice, please sponsor our podcast, uh, of saying, you know, listening to people and this really loving, that's kind of where I am now. Maybe I have made progress after all in 2019. <laughs> Holler. I learned something laying in my bed, um, with cheese and grease running down my elbow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. I'm just trying to be a better me, trying to be less, and trying not to be a hypocrite, trying not to. And when I do fall down, I'm trying to go, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know? hmm so I, I don't want to come off as preachy and luxury and i'm sure i do i'm on a fucking podcast that's kind of what it is i'm talking to you but like i just people are getting like a, all cra- like it happens too. somebody's rising that they like and then the crabs in the bucket happen it's like they got too high and i had to pull them out of the basket it's like what are you doing it feels good to root for people to win let them win mm. let them fucking just win dude and if they're a shady-ass motherfucker, karma will always sort them out. It really does. May might not happen in the 15 minutes, but it does. I mean, that's, it happened to me. I've done some shady-ass shit. Karma was like, oh, you thought you were going to get away with that. <laughs> and we'll come along and just fuck my day up. And then I've, you know, I've gotten to a place where I can go, oh, I did not get away with that, did I? <laughs> that came back around to get me. Oh, shit. Yeah, so. Yeah. Karma's a bitch, man. It's knocked me in the head a lot of times. You guys good? We'll see you next Sunday. What are we going to talk about? I said all the things.
1: We got a whole week to figure it out. Fuck,
0: man. I got to actually do something this week. (laughs) Like walk around outside (laughs) so I can have, I don't even leave the house. I just, there's pressure already. Why did I have this idea? (laughs) Damn it. Okay. Okay. All right. uh, You did you have any? I looked at your notes earlier. Do you have anything about music? You were going to talk about music, modern music.
2: Oh, yeah. I was I going to talk about and... that, but you said you were going to get through the, the playlist first. Yes. So we can can we do that
0: next yeah. week? I'm going through the playlist. Let's talk about the music next week because I want to stop talking about Bo Rap and Rami and we did we did slide in a Walking Dead, Trump, 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 Trump. Okay. There it is.
1: Uh... <laughs> Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Panther.
0: Black <laughs> Panther. <laughs> well, did we have another one? Those, those are all those the ones. Um, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back and, and we'll probably talk about Dirty John and uh, we might do a podcast on that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we feel about it. I got to stop promising I'm going to do a podcast and stuff. I never do podcasts. <laughs> Cuz my friends like, "I was, wondering if you do the podcast about whatever?" And I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I didn't. I finished, didn't didn't care." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh so yeah, that's it for me. I don't know if you guys have anything uh else that you want to talk about, but Yeah, I'm good. No. Nope. Ian, I- Ian, do I'm you good. have do you have stuff? Nope. <laughs> He's like, "No." <laughs> All right. Well, I love you guys out there, and I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for doing this podcast with me. I'm grateful for that. So I'll leave it on that. Peace and love.
2: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.